0: Hey, everyone, Eric Ezips here for CSM Practice, the customer success strategy consulting firm. A few months ago, I met this customer success manager who told me they don't think there is any difference between account managers and customer success managers. They actually used to be an account manager and there's nothing changed in their job. And I was like, no, actually, there is quite big of a difference, at least when done right. It could be that in their organization, They basically took a bunch of account managers and slapped the customer success title on it. Or in larger organizations, sometimes I see definitely the two roles play very nicely together. And so if you're curious about what is the difference truly between account managers and customer success managers? And really see us debate about this question and how synergies should look like. And what are some of the pitfalls when we do have companies having these two roles? What are some of the risks and how to avoid them? Stick around. I have Jeff Heckler from Market Source, who's the Director of Customer Success there, to share from his experience and expertise around, you know, what has he seen the difference is in how these two roles interact? Stick around. Thank you so much for joining me today to talk about this really important topic of what is the difference between account manager and a customer success manager?
1: Well, thank you for having me. Great to be here, Reid. Always fun and engaging. And so we'll uh, have some fun and create some opinions. So let's jump right in.
0: So basically, what is your opinion? What is the difference between an account manager and customer success manager?
1: The account manager, it owns that customer from the sales cycle into the the go-live and really the relationship at a very high level. So we can get into this, but their their metrics are really around utilization rates, the contract of billables, the margin, the real operational level numbers at the top and the very bottom lines. Customer success managers are really about driving to the outcomes, the goals, the value realization for the customer, and is more of a shoulder-to-shoulder rolling up the sleeves and getting with the customer on the ground level and really driving at execution.
0: So, when you say owning the bottom line, can you give us examples of some of these metrics that account managers own that potentially a customer success wouldn't, especially when the two roles exist at the same company?
1: I think we can go back to the times that you and I had in, in the big five accounting firms. So, back then it was about the margin, about billable hours, about the rates uh, that we're contracting at, the milestones and the SLAs that we had uh, agreed upon in the contract, very possibly making sure this contract was going to be sustainable after its term. So that could get into some gray area of renewals, we'll jump into that. But it's really about those metrics that on the contract side. So really owning did the paper and making sure that those are viable. That was in the classic sense of what we're looking at. It's about the dollar amounts, right? Making sure that your company is receiving the, the benefit of what the contracts to deliver, that your customers are receiving the value at a very high level on, on those metrics that they've outlined as their goals for why they hired your organization.
0: For those of you who don't know Jeff Heckler, He's not only worked at services companies like MarketSource, but he has tremendous experience with software companies like Pipedrive. And so I feel like, Jeff, you're bringing all the types of experiences and types of industries that we have right now embracing customer success. So in thinking about your experience, not just at the company you work at now, but just in general, what have you seen as like the synergy between the two roles when we have them both in the same organization?
1: I hark back to three different models. One that I'm currently in, one from a previous life, and then one from a previous life before that, But the great part is they're applicable really in both SaaS and non-SaaS, which is really where I think you and I agree the next couple of years, customer success is really going to explode. When you think about the different models and, and the synergies between the account managers and the customer success managers from a simple SaaS metric, you could say, well, we all want the NRR to grow, whether we're you know measuring that quarterly, monthly, or annually. And so those could be some shared goals and metrics. The shared goal at, and the customer really kind of ends it like the NPS and CSAT and if you're using those metrics. And so after that, the worlds really diverge and allow each individual, the account manager and the customer success manager to concentrate on the reason to be. I think we can further look at that customer success manager ecosystem breaking down into the customer success managers themselves. You might have technical account managers, TAMs involved. You might have an onboarding manager, an implementation manager. And then you're talking about the next lifecycle, which is the renewals versus maybe hunting for additional opportunities within the accounts. And how you compensate all those individuals across the board can get also very interesting. So we can take it from there.
0: Now, in your current organization, do you have both roles? And if so, what is the advantage that you're seeing in that approach?
1: Yeah, actually, we, we do have both roles and we have some others around that as well. Internally, we have the account managers that oversee the customer for the extended life. From there, we have myself and my team, which is the customer success managers. And then we're really looking at the implementation. So we could be working with a company XYZ, have five different implementations going on, and then we need customer success manager. We're helping to drive value on each of those conduits that or each of those engagements with the customer. And then the account manager is really overseeing the entire health of that client and customer as a whole, which is beautiful because they can concentrate more at the executive level and high up in the company in regards to, do we have a holistic vision with this company? Are we mapping to their top company level goals? We're running QBRs on multiple levels with our customers. So they could be an executive level QBR with the top brass of a Fortune 500. And then we have QBRs with the engagement levels. They might be EBRs as well, just defining when we need to meet with those organizations at a, at a broad scale to deliver that value. And so within those engagements, we have different players as well. But all of that is run and owned by the customer success manager themselves. And so that's much more of an implementation model.
0: So if the account manager in your organization owns the contract value and contract fiduciary, if you will, do they also own the commercial responsibility and the commercial KPIs?
1: They will be co-owned. The health of the account, and it depends from one to the next, Will be co-owned. My organization customer says we will own the KPIs in total for that delivery. And the beautiful part of this is that with our development life cycle from a customer from first contact all the way to a customers for life program, we're involved in every step of the way. We really have I like to think of two leaders on a customer in that engagement. So you have the account manager is overseeing the holistic health of the customer, really at a logo level. And then the customer success manager who's guiding along the implementation and owning that portion of it. And so that's how we we drive it out.
0: You know, what would be really interesting is to go over... How the team, the sales team, the account managers and the customer success and the services team actually interact together throughout the customer lifecycle journey. And I think you have pre-shared with me a slide that kind of illustrates that. Would you mind sharing that and kind of walk us through what works for your organization and what you're looking for to optimize ideally?
1: Okay. So what we have here is the customer lifecycle phases. And we developed this by breaking down our implementation into really the delivery and the kickoff phase, then the develop and participate. And that's, of course, co-owned with our customers. The retain and actualize, we really like those to be in lockstep. We think of growing and expanding with the customer, let alone retaining them. As we start to really actualize value, we find those conversations, I think most of us do, as early as we can get those started. And really, I'd like to just step away for a moment and talk about advisory and referenceable customers and advocacy from those customers. So all three of those pillars really should be started or those conversations begin in the earliest phases possible so that your customers know that they've got skin in the game that they've got visibility and it's very beneficial to those individuals that are looking to make steps either for their organization for themselves in their career paths or for their next deployment and development and then they grow and advocate and so that's just the continuation of that the key building blocks to each one of these phases for both sales service and customer success can be slightly augmented for the customer's needs and really what, the, of course, the KPIs boil down to and, and who's going to be responsible for what phases. You might see, for example, a training plan or onboarding come into the service portion of a delivery and initiate portion of an engagement. You may see some of the training and adoption come into a service. At the end, I like to think that our customer success managers do a great job with events and really driving with Mm -hmm. particular use cases and testimonials from customers. So you can see some of these have a lot of interplay.
0: I love that. So just to clarify and kind of translate it back to our conversation, the sales line really stands for what account managers do. Just to overly simplify, services really stands for the technical support and making sure that the customer is utilizing whatever, they get the support that they need to actually be able to to utilize the systems or technology or whatever they need, and like really supporting the end users in adoption. And then customer success, as you can see, is very heavy on everything that just creates value for the customer.
1: And I think what we're going to see more as we all grow together in customer success is that more of the service. Ah, uh, delivery is owned by customer success. Maybe not the CSM per se, but definitely wow. the purview of the CSM. This next slide also helps, just for clarity, more of the CSM roles, more about the metrics. Of course, all of these can be more defined as you go through your particular engagements. As a company that offers solutions to our Fortune 500 customers. And more of this needs to be modularized so that we can plug and play with it in different places. What I really like on this slide to highlight is the heavy responsibility on CS Ops. I think a lot of organizations are seeing CS Ops have a larger play. I've actually been a part of an organization where CS Ops was the seed for revenue ops at scale for the organization. And so once that model worked for customer success... The CS ops role became RevOps, and that way. And then the CS delivery and a lot of customer success organizations becoming a PS function or actually the seeds for a PS function. And so there's a lot of opportunity there. And the one little box at the bottom that I'm also on my 18 hot topics on my mind daily is partners. I think that there's a massive opportunity for customer success to go B2B and really start to advise and advocate for their own customers. In their partner channels, especially in a product led motion where you have so much relying on partners and a very small sales organization, that portion right there is going to be rife with opportunity for everyone in customer success.
0: So, this is what customer success organization would focus on, as opposed to an account management organization that focuses, if you could show the previous slide. On actually capturing opportunities like the CSQLs that are captured by the customer success team, really drive that through to fruition, really have like a very careful attention to those opportunities because the customer success manager is going to be super busy with a lot of things that the customer needs. So actually differentiating that role as to, you know, whenever there is an opportunity, have somebody have. A very crystal clear uh, vision to on, you know, what needs to be done, make sure that the opportunity is being followed through and full attention to it. Do you see that as the biggest advantage in having customer success manager working alongside an account manager?
1: Absolutely. One percent. And you really teed it up for me. So I'm going to share this slide. This really goes back to the simplicity of what you were alluding to and the heart of the message in this video for our audience is that the life cycle or customer we all know is cyclical or, or would like to also think is infinite shown by this graphic. And so at Customer Success by Market Source, what we did was we devised a program called Area, And so that's really stands for Adoption, Retention, Expansion, Advocacy. It really centers the focus on the customer success program to drive in those four specific areas notice that there's no a that says acquisition that is for sales so yeah. the evaluation cycle and all the way through to, to evaluating and uh qualifying a lead through the presentations of demos et cetera, et cetera, the reasons to be and all the other players that you bring in really comes through with the sales organization and that's where you have your account manager firmly implanted and they will stay with that account for the life cycle so that when customer success comes in really delivers first-time value really drives through the account and then starts to see other opportunities, then the customer success manager brings in the account manager for that. The account manager also has a massive part to play in a political capital. You have an individual that knows more of the players where the purse strings tend to get tied up. And so that person uh, can really come in and start to help push things over the finish line, even in contract deliverables, when you have some sick, maybe some resources got challenged as we sometimes see at the end of the year when you're pushing towards... Uh, calendar year metrics. And so this one really helps define. It's great for our organization because it's all the classic pre and post life to your customers in the sales cycle draws that line in the sand, but we always have a continual feedback and continual ownership of the accounts and the engagements.
0: So speaking of ownership, who in those teams is actually involved? Is it mainly like the account manager and the CSM, for example, handling the renewals? Do you have any other teams or roles that are involved in these processes?
1: As the person responsible for customer success by market source, I'm responsible for us making renewals and making sure that we have a life of the customer. My customer success managers and the program managers have a part to play in that, but it's really the account manager and myself to make sure that we have the next round for the next contract. And really what we've instilled with customer success is that we don't want to get into engagement where we don't see the next contract, the next engagement. So sometimes talking with our customers, we like to get a very long lens into what they're planning for the next three to five years. And sometimes that's a little bit more difficult of a conversation because your customers are about this year and really delivering, and and that's what they're looking for a solution. In the partnership we build with customers, we're really looking at how do we advise them for the long haul?
0: So who organizes QBRs or EBRs in your organization and who attends them? Is the CSM the one responsible for making sure these happen? And then he invites the account manager? Or is the account manager responsible for making sure they happen in a proper cadence and making sure the right people come in and the CSM just contributes as part of the stakeholders attending the the session?
1: It all depends on the audience. So if we're looking at very high-level, C-level executives that we have multiple engagements with, then that would be the account manager. If we're running an EBR or a QBR for a customer on a particular engagement, that'll be the customer success
0: manager because you might have a customer with multiple engagements very similar to how a software company might have you know multiple regions with the same customer if it's the account is large or they might have multiple software solutions sold and with different stakeholders or so of kind of like different relationships within the same account
1: absolutely and the beautiful part about that, that relationship is that when you have customer success managers in conjunction with the account managers and having very fluid visibility across the board, you can start to advocate for your customer where they can build efficiencies across the board, whether it's a, a customer 360 view, or if you see that there are wins and efficiencies that are being built in one engagement that can be transferred to another, all those get to high visibility and, and can be replicated with ease.
0: Wow. This was such a great overview of the difference between account managers and customer success managers. Jeff, thank you so much for just sharing these amazing insights and allow us to take a glimpse of how things work for your company. Guys, if you're watching this video, you have your own take on the difference between customer success managers and account managers, That maybe things are run a little bit differently at your company. If you have a question about this topic, write us below. We'd love to answer that. Any Last words on companies that consider whether to have that as an extra role, yes or no. Like, what are the kind of situations that you would actually recommend having this role separated versus just having the customer success manager own the commercial and own the relationship and the value management? When is it appropriate to have the roles separated in your opinion?
1: I think in two instances, and, and it's all based on your go-to-market, but in enterprise models or a high technical play, and that could be a very siloed product. I see, you know, some companies that are doing advanced AI ML, that need a customer success manager separate from the account manager due to the technical complexity. And so that they can continue to speak the language with their consultative individuals like technical account managers. The enterprise, obviously, because you need somebody at an account manager level that has that skill set and that seniority, that experience at dealing with you know, six-figure and beyond contract values, allowing the customer success manager really to drive business value. And I think maybe third, customer success, as we all see, is getting more business advisory, if we can throw that out as a term. And what that really is, is the consultative nature of addressing verticals. So if it's oil and gas, or if it's CPG, or if it's legal, healthcare, these customers are really looking and expecting that customer success teams can deliver above and beyond just widget, and what the product is, because uh, they're not interested about buying your product. They're in- interested about buying outcomes.
0: So, basically, what you're saying, there could be three factors by which we might entertain having those two roles separated. So, when do you not? Is basically when you have a simple, relatively simple product, not super technical, you probably don't need to separate. If you mainly work with startups or Series A, all the way through mid market, not these huge incumbents, enterprise large companies or very large contracts, you probably don't need to separate it. As soon as you start having a more complex business model, meaning you might have one very large company that you work with as a customer, and they might have multiple contracts with you. Or you might have just a very large company with lots of relationships in it, or you might have multiple products sold to the same customer, or your product is super, super technical. Definitely start thinking about separating the commercial responsibility from the customer success and having an account manager role that has more of a sales experience. And then the last thing you said, if you're working with very distinct industries that have very different types of needs. I would say alongside working with enterprise companies and a complex solution, again, the solution is super simple. You might not need to separate those roles just because you have different industries. I think that's more of like a different, like there is a specialized role for that. I don't know that I would recommend though. Do you you agree?
1: I completely agree. And I can tell you from experience, I worked for a company, we had $150 million in revenue. We had a CS team of 50 and we had uh, 750,000 subscribers and uh, over 100,000 unique contracts and unique logos. And we had CSMs own the account after post sales because the simplicity of the, of the product.